sheltered air. In the middle distance, the gold-veined white marble pillars fronting Poseidon's temple glowed with reflected hues of artificial sunset. Conlon's breath caught in his throat at the sight of it. A sight he'd been sure he'd never experience again. Especially when she'd laughingly proposed taking his eyes. A high prince with no vision. What a delicious metaphor for the loss of your philosopher-king father, young princeling. Why don't you beg? She'd strolled around him, flicking the silver barb-tipped whip almost leisurely at him as he stood, helpless, in chains made for creatures born of deeper hells. Extending one delicate finger, she touched the droplets of blood that sprang up so eagerly in the wake of her whip. Then she'd brought her finger to her mouth, smiling. But you will beg, just like your father begged when I sliced the flesh off your mother as she yet lived, she'd purred, evil mixed with a hideous lust in her eyes. He'd roared his hatred and defiance for hours, days. He'd even wept, driven to madness from the pain on seven separate occasions, once during each year of his imprisonment. But he'd never begged. But she will, he said, voice hoarse with the effort of remaining upright. She will beg before I'm done with her. Highness! The guards rushed forward to assist him, yelling out for aid. He whipped his head up, teeth bared, growling like the animal he'd become. They both stopped, mid-step, frozen in place. Unsure how to react to royalty gone feral. Conlin staggered forward, determined to take the first steps onto his native soil without aid. We must inform Alaric immediately, said the older, more experienced warrior of the two. Marcus. Marius, maybe? Conlon focused, certain he must know the man. It was important that he remember things. Yes, Marcus. You're bleeding, Highness. Mostly, he repeated, stumbling forward another step. Then the world spiraled down to black. Ven stood in the observation chamber, looking down on the Hall of Healing below, where Poseidon's high priest, clearly exhausted, labored over Ven's brother. It took one hell of a lot to drain the energy out of Alaric. He was rumored to be the most powerful high priest who had ever served the sea god. Not that warriors knew much about the difference between one priest and another, or usually gave much of a shit, except right now he cared about that distinction. A lot. Ven clenched the railing, fingers digging into the soft wood, as he thought about what exactly Anubisa must have done to Conlon. He knew what she'd done to Alexios, one of Conlon's most trusted guards, the Seven. Alexios had spent two years under Anubisa's tender ministrations, hers and those of her evil apostates of Algolagnia, who drew their only sexual pleasure from pain and torture. Then she'd left him, naked and near death, to die, in a pile of pig shit on Crete. The vamp goddess of death was big on symbolism, maybe something she'd inherited from her father-husband, Chaos, and that was seriously twisted right there. It had taken Alaric nearly six months to retrieve the warrior's memories. That half-year had included two cycles of purification in the temple 
to cleanse his soul. Ven didn't want to think it. Fucking hated to think it. But sometimes he wondered if Alexios had ever come all the way back from whatever black pit of hell she'd dragged him into. Still, Alaric had okayed him. Alexios was back as one of the seven. It was a matter of honor that Ven trust him. The Seven served as the most trusted guard to the High Prince of all Atlantis, even when he was gone, presumed dead. They also led and coordinated the teams of warriors who patrolled the surface lands of the Earth, watching over the damn humans who'd let themselves be herded like, what did the bloodsuckers call them? Sheep? While Ven and all of the warriors of Poseidon had to keep to the shadows, out of sight, incog fucking Nido. Defending the landwalkers from the badasses among the bloodsuckers, the furry monsters, and all the shit that went bump in the night. And frankly, the badasses.